Well, hello, and welcome to Watch What Crappings, the podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on Yo Bravs. Hi, I'm Ronnie. How are you? How are you? I'm with Ben, my little friend. He's thin, he's gorgeous, he's handsome. He's about to get a cramp put in his teeth because he's royalty. Ben, hello. Hi, how are you? Oops, well, here I am. Hi. Hi, what's going on? Yes, the future, future crown having person. In my the crown, <laughs> Ben's, Ben's story. I know, someone called Dr. Heavenly. I've got like a little micro fracture. Someone's going to get an Emmy for playing you. Some got GD British person, okay? They took everything. Always. The British people take everything in our lives. We should know I that mean, we now. literally did take our country. So I guess we've got that one going for us. True. I also like the idea <laughs> of, of British people like seeking retribution for that by doing things like Playing Being roles. good in movies. <laughs> <laughs> Having a really good American accent. And then yeah. there's like only one American who can ever do a good British accent. <laughs> yeah. It's like Gillian Anderson. Who we're going Canadian to get anyway. revenge on them and we're going to do it by getting Gillian Anderson to be a wonderful actor. <laughs> Renee Zellweger shall play Bridget Jones and get revenge. <laughs> well, hello everybody. Welcome to the show today. It's Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Day and it's also... Real Housewives of Potomac Day, okay? That'll be coming up later in the day, so that's fun. And it's also Take a Seat Day. So we're doing a new show on Spotify. Well, it's a room, really, on Spotify's new app, Green Room. And you go on there at 7 o'clock, wait, 7 o'clock Pacific, 10 Mm -hmm. o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, okay? And you go in there, 8 o'clock Mountain time. Okay, there's so many different times you can go in there. Uh, basically, Nine o'clock central. Go, yeah, go onto the Spotify Green Room app. It's free. You don't have to pay for anything, okay? Just go on there and search. My name is under take a seat, all one word. So just search like you're searching for a person. Take a seat. That's me. And Ben is his name, Ben Mandelker. Follow both mm-hmm. of us. And when we start the room, you will get a notification that says they've started the room. Yeah. And if you, if for some reason you can't find Ronnie, you should be able to find me pretty easily because I'm just Ben Mandelker, Ben Mandelker. And then you can just look at who I'm following and you'll see Ronnie there. And so a lot of people got confused because I think they were looking for a group called Take a Seat or a show. Or they were looking we keep calling for... it a show. You know, we still don't know the lingo. It's a show. Okay? Yeah. It's like, I it's know, a room, but on the thing, show, it's a it's room, a life, you know. It's a lifestyle, Ronnie. Um, and so <laughs> the point is this if you follow us and have your notifications on when we go live, it'll, you'll get a notification saying, like, oh, Ben and Ronnie are talking, like, take a seat is starting. So if you do a search for take a seat, you're not going to find take a seat. You just have to search for us, okay? And then we'll create the room. Uh, last week we had um, a few hundred people. It was really, it was really, really fun. It, it went by in like a flash. And so we're really excited to talk about more things tonight. A lot of Bravo things. Um, you know, we're definitely going to talk about. This Roni stuff that broke last week. So uh, if you want to And other the... stuff. You know, there's other yeah. stuff. There's a lady who just had a fit in my town about anal sex being in a book in a school. So that was pretty fun. I think I'll play anal. that audio for you guys tonight. Anal yeah. sex literature. So that might happen tonight. Um, so there's like a lot to discuss. We haven't finalized what we're going to discuss tonight, but we'll be just whatever it is. We're going to discuss it. So just uh, download and listen. It's really easy and really fun. And we didn't mention that like one of the best parts of it is that you guys can interact with us. Like you guys can speak and ask questions and talk. We've been having people give their one minute, you know, rants why someone should take a seat. And uh, we had some really great ones last week. So we'd love for everyone to participate if they can. Okay, so let's move on to Salt Lake City. If you're not watching Salt Lake City, I will send Jesus after you. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard to it's hard to fight that. It's hard to fight that threat. Unless you're so Whitney's Whitney's vagina is having a huge season. Okay, like mm. a, I get a, there's a lot of struggle for storylines on Housewives show, and Whitney has just every time that commercial comes on, it reminds me of Whitney. Have you seen it, Ben? That says, "Welcome to my vagina." <laughs> oh yeah, with Annie with what yeah. Annie what's her face from yeah. from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, well, my favorite scooter. commercial. Yes, I've mm-hmm. watched that commercial. I'll just watch it over and over. That's basically Whitney's. She needs to get some, okay, husband. Now to Whitney I say don't marry an old chunky guy and then wonder why he's not fucking you 10 times a day, okay? Yeah. We don't do that, okay? Don't we do it for no. a little while while it's exci- speaking as an old chunky bald guy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> two or three times a week that man is a stallion in my eyes I'm like wow that guy yeah. every every chunky middle-aged bald guy heard her say they're still boning three times a week and was like yeah bro you're doing you're doing <laughs> you're doing great i thought that seemed pretty impressive for them but well, uh, yeah too. so yeah yeah so but whitney is really she's really going through it she's really horny these days nothing like rebranding your business gets you horned up right ronnie <laughs> nothing like a good old rebrand uh so she's with her husband and she's worried you know she's very very busy with her candle fragrance company or whatever it is that she's doing and so she needs him to do more for the kids and mm-hmm. she tells one of her kids you're gonna have to walk home today and it's snowing outside which means we're now gonna have someone in the new generation telling his kids and his grandkids decades down the line i had to walk to school in the snow not because there weren't cars not because there weren't buses but because whitney wanted to start a candle company okay that's right (laughs) i walked three miles in the snow every day because my mom had to support us making candles like oh did she have to like melt the wax herself no 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 we lived actually in a very sizable upper middle class house but (laughs) they just were too cheap to hire me an uber (laughs) yeah and then we go to Lisa's. Henry Jack! I'm going to check on the boys. They're so quiet. So she goes to check on her kids. And uh, one of them is doing his hair with Fresh Wolf, which I get, you know, it's another branding scene. I get that you're using your Fresh Wolf. One, mm-hmm. you're five. Okay. You don't need Fresh Wolf. And mm-hmm. two, you don't have hair. So you don't need to do your hair with Fresh Wolf either. Okay. It's a little faker <laughs> out of here, Harry. Yeah. Henry. I, 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 but yeah, when he when she said you're she's like you're doing your hair with the nice towels. I'm like he doesn't he has a buzz cut. What does he mean he's doing his hair? Unless he does he give himself his own buzz cut? Is he that accomplished? Is he does he that's really precocious if he at like six years old is giving himself his own buzz cut. That's all I can, no that's the only thing I could figure out. The kids on this show are pretty impressive. It would only be more impressive if he was giving himself a buzz cut in the snow. Mm. She could have some real yeah. competition with Whitney. Yeah. Um, so she tells Jack his room is messy, and that's what happens when you buy your son a Defender. Okay? He's like, I drive a Defender now. Fuck cleaning yeah. my room. How about that? That's what happens when you uh, – yeah. when Yeah, exactly. Um, so then we uh, go over – speaking about messy rooms, we go over to Mary checking in on Robert Jr., and he's lying in bed. He's got, like, all these Gucci sheets and, like, a Gucci bed. And this crazy – red refrigerator it's like a diner refrigerator i mean i think it's a little odd in general just to have a like a full-on fridge in your child's room there's nothing wrong with that i just think it's odd but like a mini fridge i could maybe understand like in a dorm room you have a mini fridge but this was like a full-on red fridge 
it was like a strange diner, like old school diner motif. I'm not sure. I know if people are gonna write and be like, "Oh, you don't know about those fridges? Those are like designer fridges. That's They're a made smeg, by like okay. Anton Yeah, that's okay? a smeg. I saw it on the HGTV where someone bought a very. They wanted to do like a 50 style home, but modern. Mm. So they basically did like a farmhouse, like everybody else, but they put a smeg fridge in there. So I was but like, that's wow. My- <laughs> <laughs> it's changed everything. It's no longer a farmhouse. I totally see it. But, but also, like his, I I seem to remember. Am I remembering this incorrectly? His smeg was kind of just like floating in the middle of the room, right? Like it wasn't up against the wall, was it? In my mind, I have it like there was like it was just sort of like yeah, you I could think walk it was around in the, middle of the room. But he lives in a gigantic <laughs> room, yeah. So that's what you do. You know, you try and fill up the space. It was with just smeg chaotic fridges. in there. Okay. They're like giant wicker chairs. They're like that like sort of egg shape, you know? Everything that was, kid's, I, that kid's yeah. got it going on. I mean, he seems like he's completely high all the time. Every time all she talks time. to him, he's just like, hi. How are you doing mm-hmm. in here? Good. What do you have in your refrigerator? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Robert Jr., but something. Something is going on, okay? I would only know if what was going on over there if I made him pee on a stick. Okay? Something's going on, though. So she yeah. goes she through his fridge, and she's like, listen, you've only got water and milk in here? You don't come out of your room, and you just eat yogurt and water? And Yes, you just yelled at one of, at one of your uh, worker people in the church last year about how he was fat and needs to drink more water. If I was your son, I'd only eat yogurt and milk, too. Yeah. He probably is getting his food somewhere. I guarantee it. So then um, we go over to Park City to the Shah Chalet. Shah Chalet 2.0. And uh, Jen is she, like she's in um, a room. She's like in her closet with all these shoes with stew chains. She's sort of bossing him around. And stew chains is like, wow, last time I was last time I was here, the shoe collection has like the shoe collection has grown a little bit since last time I was here, which is funny because they're both running, you know, a fraud. And uh, and so she's there. Uh, Jen's nephew Dwayne is there, and he's like uh, he's sort of like on a little hoverboard thing or something. He's on some sort of platform. Little they're like platform. these twisty like a, things. You put them on the ground. Like, they look like a snowboard, and you put them on the ground, and you just twist like this. And then I think like it's supposed practice. to make you thin. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> I think it's. I, I seem to remember. Yeah, it's like a thing. God, I, I feel like it's something to like work on your balance. So if you want to snowboard or skateboard or you know. Go to the circus. You could like practice there, you know. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. So that's what he's doing, and um, this is Jen's like, look, I'm a good person scene because she's about to brag how she just saved this kid's life or whatever. So she's just like, okay, let's go into the room full of shit that I stole off the backs of old people, okay, right. and helpless senior citizens. But I'll keep this guy here so I can brag about how I changed his life. So yeah. he's there just kind of waiting, and he's like, what the hell? Why do you have all this stuff? Which is also funny because you know that she's never let him in the room until it was time for filming, right? Because he's obviously never seen it. So he's like, why do you have all this? And she's like, what do you mean? I need this. And he's like, this is way too much. And she goes, no, I need all these things. And then he finds like another wing of the closet. (laughs) Yeah. 
And he's basically like, uh, you got to donate this stuff to charity because like Ramadan's coming up. She goes, speaking of Ramadan, since you moved here and I want to be transparent with you, you know how auntie went through, like what she went through after, you know, she lost her dad. It was like really hard between us, like between me and uncle. Um, it got to a point where like the family had to do an intervention with me because everything I was going through emotionally, you know, remember that? Remember that time? So um, she's sort of like queuing up the fact that um, basically... This guy was living in um, South Central. I was like, can you help me get out of here? And she just didn't even respond to him ever <laughs> when he like needed help the most. Yeah. So then she kind of got back with it and decided that she would move him and his mom, right? Someone. Him I thought it was his girlfriend. Yeah. Someone into her house. Um, mm-hmm. And then, know. you know, I'm wondering about what was happening because she said the family broke apart and... You know, all this stuff happened over the past year with her, and mm-hmm. I'm wondering how much it had to do with money and had how much it had to do with Jen's actual crimes and stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. I think I'm going to dig into it a little bit before. Take a seat, guy. But um, she's going off about that stuff, and her big change storyline is just hilarious. I mean, I love that she's trying to pull a Jax and have this new season where she's such a good person. She's like, look. I helped someone poor in my own family while she's standing in a room of the shit she stole. Right. Terrible. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And she's just saying, you know, I know I need to be a better person all around and a better mother, a better wife, a better friend. And it's more than just saying it. I need to show these people love by my actions. So as an action, I'm going to go bully one of my friend's sons right now. I'm a better person. (laughs) Actions. So she calls Heather, and Heather is just like, first of all, Heather's the only housewife I've ever seen that answers her phone like this, with her phone under her face, where she's just like <laughs> looking down. Like she answers like all of our moms answer their phone, where she's looking down. You're like, Mom, you've got a booger. Nope. She's like, Hi. And I guess she's just not even going to give her her good angle because she's still pissed. So she's yeah. like, um, hi. And Jen's like, hey, girl, how are you? And she's like, uh, good. She's like, well, I haven't talked to you in a little bit, but I wanted to see how you're doing and if we can get together. And Heather's like, what the fuck? You know it's time to film when this lady is suddenly trying to be nice because she has no friends. Yeah. And um, they start talking about, you know, Heather said they haven't spoken in two months And um, Heather wants to believe it's because the dust was settling, but she also thinks that Jen quit on their friendship. And so um, Jen Jen says, well, you know, the last time we were together, I felt like there were some things coming up that I didn't know about. And then we get a flashback of Heather quoting all the things that Jen had said about her, like – she buys she buys off the rack at Dress Barn. She thinks she's an actress. The only role she's gotten is as a manatee or a Shrek. <laughs> Remind me of how good that reunion was. Yeah. So Jen's like, well, I care about you. So I just want to see if we can sit down face to face and talk about it. And she's like, um, okay. Look, the only thing I request is that if we get together, there will be no harming of any carbs covered in sugar. That's really <laughs> all I ask. And she's like, okay, got it, girl. Can we do it someplace that is totally uh, relaxing and comfortable? Like, I don't know, a <laughs> uh, a maze made of ice. <laughs> I don't know. Is that where we can, we can have our moment? Right. So then we go to Meredith, who is uh, pouring wine for herself at home and poking through a, like a box of jewelry. And, and we know it's going to be a serious scene where Meredith is pissed off about something because the Salt Lake City choir we get is the depressed men choir. 
that they've <laughs> added. They added the sounds of the men's choir this year. So it's like, it's like minor. It's like men, the gay men's choir in minor. <laughs> yeah, you know what we haven't heard this season at all has been the yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's yeah. like the moment we really started to like you know home home in on that one. They just yanked it, and they started putting it on other shows, but they haven't actually brought it back to the mothership, and I'm really upset about that. Yeah. But either way, uh, Meredith is at home, and so she starts FaceTiming Brooks, and she's like, hi, honey, where are you? And he's like, I'm at my friend's house. We just had dinner. What are you doing? She's like, um, I'm working on some new design ideas. I put some new stones in front of me for inspiration at the dinner table. <laughs> and so then uh, Seth walks in wearing Meredith's mask from last year, the, the studded, the diamond, the Swarovski, di- uh, not diamond, crystal mask. He's like, hey, what's up, Brooksy? What's up, huh? He's torturing Teddy. Wow, look at our great, wonderful marriage banter. He's just torturing the dog right now, Brooksy. And Seth's like, I'm wearing the mask on my face. I thought there would be an emotional reaction to this, guys. And Brooks goes, oh, my God. Are you wearing a mask? (laughs) I just had dinner. So (laughs) Meredith is like, last year, Seth was pestering me incessantly about moving to Ohio. And every day it was moving to Ohio, moving to Ohio. Well, thankfully, I didn't engage with that concept because now he's in Mississippi and I can't move every Tuesday and Thursday. That's crazy. I'm disengaging with Mississippi. Disengaging. Yeah, so they make out and have some, and make noise while they make out, too. That Whenever they make out, they're like, so gross. <laughs> it sounds like a, kind of like a cow. Like, just a yeah. slowly walking, like a cow that's standing in front of your car on the road, you know, just looking at you like, fuck yeah. with me, they're saying. I don't know if you've ever seen a video of tortoises having sex, but it's like, it's they make noises, and it's like that. It's like, really? <gasps> yeah, it's <laughs> Tortoises having sex is crazy. It's like a whole. There's a. There's many videos of it online. I've seen it. It's it's jarring. Um. Also, well, don't show those to Whitney. She'll get jealous. Someone has a partner that's always hard (laughs) like that. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Nailed that one. Yeah. Um. So. (laughs) So Seth. Seth is also just like he just. There's just he, everything he says is so cringy. He goes, "Well, I got dinner, and it's getting colder than a witch's ass." I'm like, first of all, it's a witch's teat. Yeah, Second witch's all, asses ain't cold. They're warm like everybody else's. Okay, <laughs> they got butt cheeks. Why are you taking us into the witch's ass right now? Okay, yeah. <laughs> why well, have to go in there? And um, also, he has a soul patch now because he's oh. officially because he's fa- he's he's moderately famous. So he got a soul patch. Oh, he's just so gross. He's bad so one. he's got a soul patch, and also looks like he's high as fuck. And you know, I just love to to uh, point out possible casual drug use on Bravo. It's an old hobby of mine because you never know where it's going to lead to in the future rehab etc but yeah he looks high as hell and soul patch nothing nothing about seth says i'm doing okay right now visually Mm -hmm. nothing no no he looks more disturbing than a witch's asshole so uh meredith is like well brooks royale to me that jen is still going after him on social media 
and we have and then we see a clip yeah we see a flashback clip of brooks talking to meredith and he's like she's been speaking about things that i haven't even spoken to you about like she wants to take control of my life and tell me when i am and when i who i am and when i want to be it i'm like um (laughs) Listen, I actually get that, the whole, like, calling your son gay. I'm actually team Meredith on this. Obviously, I mean, obviously. But, Brooks, you're you're saying this as you're wearing lipstick and a fur that's, like, half-dyed pink. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) You know what? It is up to him. It is. To decide, to, to declare how he identifies. And it's not up to us, even if how he has not declared Seems very apparent. Okay, Okay, you're correct. correct. (laughs) And also, there's so many different ways to identify now anyway. You could wear whatever the fuck you want and be... I don't know. There really are so many different ways to identify. I don't even know them all. I can't even explain them all. So I'm team them on this, but... But Brooke still gets on my nerves. Sorry, I said it. I'm on his team for this one, but he still annoys me. (laughs) I choose not to identify which team I'm on. So Meredith says... uh, I'm identifying with this identification discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Meredith would be terrible in a lineup. Ma'am, can you tell us who the person was you saw on the stick-up? Well, I'm not going to identify someone. That's their job to do it. So uh, Meredith says, well, she wants to deflect. Yeah, she's embarrassed for her own behavior. And he's like, but you really think that's all it's about? Like, she tweets that she wants you to turn me around, slap the shit out of me, and call me a sissy bitch. She's like, well, yes. So then um, so then we come back and to present, and Seth goes, well, what did she say? Did she mention my soul patch makes me look a lot younger, right? She's like, well, on Wednesday, there are tweets that are negative about Brooke. Then again, she is liking. And I feel that Jen has made homophobic commentary about Brooke. And she knows nothing about his sexuality. He hasn't labeled himself as gay. And she's labeling him that. And it's not cool to steal labels unless they're from Givenchy and you're ironing them onto tracksuits to sell during Sundays for your son. All we want Brooks to identify is is our son. No more, no less. He can go down whatever path or journey he wants. Just take some snowshoes. I know he doesn't like it, but it snows a lot. And none of this is Jen's business. So perhaps the best thing that she can do is to keep her mouth shut. And that's the night the lions went out in Georgia. And she's like, I mean, I would never say something like this about her kids. I mean, they left because they saw a... Look, it says uh, they he saw a vagina. What do they think they came out of? And he's like, so she liked that stuff? And Jen's... I mean, uh, Meredith is furious, a, a you know? She's like head, literally head-shaking furious. And he's like, maybe there's just a misunderstanding, okay? Like, get some soul, batch. Okay, he has maybe his it's in- just... His, his entire kale salad is in his mouth and he's like talking with his mouth open and it's just like disgusting it's just the actions against our child have happened and you can't deny it retweeting something is as good as saying it i'm sorry it's cruel it's cruel stop fucking with my child and my family it's enough it's enough yeah and she says that she's the calmest human being but you keep pushing 
Bouncing me into, I'm gonna come for her, and this is gonna end ugly for her. Dun, dun, dun. And then we get a very special uh, commercial for Dear Evan Hansen, brought to you by Meredith and Brooks. Did you see this commercial? I saw it online, but I, I saw a little bit of it. Basically, yeah, I just... saw that they were doing it, and I just kept scrolling. <laughs> this was amazing musical, and it brought up a lot of things. That I went through in high school, like, should I wear a wig today? Do they know I'm 10 years older than everyone else? It really spoke to me. <laughs> it's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. So then um, Mary is at home just tapping on her table, you know, because it's a Mary scene. <laughs> she's really bored. So she's just walking around talking to herself saying, ooh, can't wait to change this house. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and she finally settles down in this giant chair uh there were a lot of wacky chairs on salt lake city today thrones. and this was like <laughs> there were thrones they were thrones thrones yeah these thrones. were literally like double height chairs they were they were tall and triangular but also kind of do you call that it's not quilted it's what do you call that when there's like the buttons inside it you know yeah these were thrones like those big tall it's like what karen invited people to her party remember when she had like the mm-hmm. the poet or whatever go to everyone's houses and she did that video on a throne and her live in her lot foyer yeah. or whatever her foyer. but then also yeah but there's also like it was like she was sitting on a, a basic throne but there were and this these were all around a glass a circular glass table but then there were like two of them that were a multicolor and not just like not just like you know a two-tone this was like a purple and a red and a yellow and green, like like a weird distorted rainbow on some of them. And then like on the table was like a giant yellow urn and then a glass container of gumballs, but then a, a big pot of tulips, like nothing made sense. Yeah, she's crazy. So Big Joe comes over and uh, she's like, Big Joe is my cousin who's the worst contractor you've ever seen in your life. Um, so he comes over and she's like Joe can you execute this time and he's like we can do it I got the materials she goes you got the materials where are they he's like well they're samples so they all fit in this little bag Mary's inability to grasp what a sample is in this scene is hilarious to me because she's expecting him like to literally walk in with the fireplace she's like where's the fireplace he's like it's a sample it's in this little bag right here she's like whoa <laughs> Did you bring a sample of a new kitchen? <laughs> can, we, can we bring that in here? So um, they are, we're just like taking a tour around the house and just really taking some time to look at all the gaudy touches that have arrived over the years. Um, like the hideous green carpet that we noticed last season and all these figurines and statuettes that are just like really gaudy and. <laughs> disgusting yeah. it's really and- bad and she's like and she's totally bad mouthing him the whole time right because she's like yeah. i mean when he does do something it's good i guess but i mean it could be six years from now that he finishes i mean he's just some professional i mean family right <laughs> so then she uh she's walking around her hideous hideous place going this house i mean it just needs to be upgraded and purple suede so he's she's they're talking about the fireplace and he goes you wanted marble well it comes in a slab and he pulls out the sample she goes but how did you get that off how did you get that little piece of it and he's like it's a sample (laughs) (laughs) 
She's like very confused by Costco. <laughs> She's like, what are these tiny meals they're serving us? So, um, uh, yeah, so she wants to, like, change the fireplace and everything. And she's talking about how, like, they basically moved into this house as soon as they had birth. Like, she gave birth with their son. And that they've just been in there. And the, in the pandemic, she's just been staring at all the green. And she goes, yeah, it's it's like our marriage. Everything's stale. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she has all that green carpet. And she's like, every dog we've had gets confused and pees in here. Because they think it's the yard. Okay, so let's go to the bathroom. So they go to the bathroom, and it's more green marble. And yes. um, yes, that this whole thing is just like eighties, nineties green marble, <laughs> really bad. And then she's got, I guess, kind of Moroccan sconces or something in there. And she goes, "I must have been on my period by these <laughs> periods." So then we begin Mary's anger um, about like vaginas or something in this next conversation. So she sits and they start talking about Robert Jr. And she's like, oh, Robert, he's in a teenager stage. You know, I just want him to be healthy. And I want him to have a healthy girlfriend. I mean, she could be beautiful. But I told Robert, if you smell fish, run. Run. If you smell fish. <laughs> the moment you start smelling it, run for the forest. Because it should not be fishy. Um, she really has a way with scents, you know. she really, She really picks up on so many odors in life, doesn't she? Yeah, I wasn't really sure what any of this meant, but it was it was a merry scene. I'll give it, it that. It felt it was very um uh not what I expected from the leader of a congregation perhaps, not the maybe not the grace I would expect that she might afford someone uh, as a leader of a congregation, but you know. Listen. It's a merry scene. It's yeah, a merry scene. It's a merry scene. Okay. It's always going to be so memorable. So then we go to Lisa talking. Oh, so Lisa's in the car with Jenny. And Lisa is full on swiping on her cell phone, but she's in the driver's seat. And we're like, how is yeah. this happening? And Jenny's like, are you driving with your knees? And she's like, yeah, I'm scaring you, Jenny. Scaring I'm nervous. You. I'm driving with my knee. Yeah, am I, are you nervous? Are you nervous? Sometimes I let Henry drive. Yeah, are you nervous? Um, so then, uh, she's taking her to meet Jen and she's like, you guys are going to love each other. I can't wait for you to meet Jen. You're the same age. You've got huge personalities, big hearts. You both got big hearts, which I love. I love that. So then, um, it shows Lisa's like, it's Lisa's scene, you know, where they show her like standing there posing. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, I didn't notice this before, but Lisa does this weird, like she's kind of posing like and then she just crouches down. <laughs> she was a typical housewives thing and then she's like it's like, like a weird you... like shimmy right yeah right like did i just let you outside don't just crouch on the ground like that it makes me want to smack her on the on the nose with the newspaper and say outside <laughs> outside so uh just don't put her on uh mary's green carpet so then uh jen um she is jen's like on the phone doing a deal with Stuart about cbd or something like that and uh so lisa lisa and jenny arrive at the front door and lisa has a sign that just says i love you i love you like of course she's like in case you couldn't tell by when i say i love you here's a sign that says i love you so that way when i'm not here you can always hear my voice go i love you i love that i love that about you that i love you i love you yeah it was a weird sign that says i love you and has an american flag on it <laughs> i was wondering if it was like a school project by the kids <laughs> So then uh, Jen's like, oh, you're here, but the cleaning lady is probably here, whatever that means. So then um, Lisa's like, oh, my God, 
you don't know how excited I was, okay, to come here. I got, like, matching. I got... I got sewing machines, okay? They're matching. And I thought we could make matching pants and wear them to lunch. <laughs> That's a really intense ramp up of like a, a whim, right? Like, hey, we should get into sewing. And then she's like, okay, I got us sewing machines and we're going to make pants right now. And we're going to wear them to lunch. I'm like, I'll make pants. But it's probably be a year before I make anything that I'm wearing out of the house <laughs> or even out of the room. But I'm wondering if this is like a connected storyline, you know, because when you have one storyline on one show, it tends to be on all the Bravo shows, right? And so we've had like the Ramona pooping herself now for a few seasons, and then we get the Lisa crouching, like she's going to go poo-poo outside, and then already sewing new pants for lunch. Something's mm. fishy here. I need to know what it is. So you Jenny's better run. Like, if something's fishy, you better run, according to Mary. Run. So then uh, Jenny is picking lint off Jen's butt. And Jen's like, well, if she's already picking lint off my butt, she's a good friend. Yeah. Um, and she's like, she says, um, Jen's like, uh, yeah, she says that. And, and then Lisa's like, you need to go over to their house. You have to go to Jenny's house. They had like a full setup. And she wedding sings too. Which I didn't know that wedding sing was a verb, but she turns into a verb. And then we got to Jenny going, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. The hell kind of wedding showcase. is that? <laughs> what, who's, even if she could sing that well, why are you singing that at a wedding? <laughs> so WB Frog got married to somebody. So yeah. then um, Lisa's like, oh, so I just Shabbat with Madoff? We just Shabbat. And she has very hurt feelings. And Jen's like, well, I still don't understand the hurt feelings. Like, I've apologized sincerely like a million times. And then we see a montage of Jen being like, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and sobbing at the reunion. But then so it's like a big montage of her saying, I'm sorry. And you're like, gosh, she really has said I'm sorry. But then it, it's then we remember... She was apologizing about insinuating that there were affairs or, or that they were going to break up or whatever it was. This had nothing to do with the current thing, which is that, you know, she's been liking shit about Meredith's son. So Lisa's like, yeah, I think she's past talking about a marriage uh, where I think you guys need to have resolve. It's like deep, 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 so deep with her kids. And like she felt like you were attacking her son. And she goes, I get it. I get it. And you know what? There would be no motherfucking issue if he hadn't said anything derogatory about my vagina. And I never put anything about Brooks personally. And the music goes, boom. Like, you idiot. Yes, he did. You retweeted and you liked things. Yeah, and she's, like, pissed and, like, doing her I'm about to cry thing. It's like, I never put out anything derogatory myself. Like, did I like and retweet stuff? Yeah, but it wasn't mean. It was fun shit. And you decided to go on about my vagina because my vagina is apparently funny. And that's okay. And poor Jenny's just like, where the <laughs> hell did you bring me? <laughs> Jenny's like, hello, my darling. Hello, my sweetie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I mean, it's the, true. By the way, it is true. I mean, Brooks was shading her vagina. He really was doing that. You can't take that away either. But the difference is that Jen is more of an I'm not going to say that Brooks is not an adult. He's 20. Well, he didn't 22. shade her vagina. He didn't say, like, I saw her vagina and it was dis and the vagina was a monster. It was like, you know, it was like a little troll doll crawling out of a well to come but murder he, me. But he just said, I saw her vagina or something. No, no, he was, but he was like, a, it was still like in the sort of the slut shame family. It was still, because remember, we had this whole discussion. She like, 
she's she did like she lifted her leg up she sort of tried to aim it away and then he's like ew she's like showing her vagina so i mean i don't think it's like really the worst thing of all time but like you know he did he did cast a stone too but jen is first of all jen is older and should know better and also it's her friend's son why are you why are you liking shit about your friend's son that's like that's kind of indefensible and it's also another example of jen just refusing to admit she did anything wrong ever you know it's like my vagina is funny to you yes i'm sure you were fucking traumatized about someone (laughs) saying they saw your vagina give me a break so then um lisa's like you know what jen the thing is it's like okay look it's like a can of diet coke here and a 20-ounce bottle of Diet Coke here. I love you both, okay? <laughs> I really love you both. It's really hard to choose because one of you is easier to drink in the car, but then the other of you is, like, more crisp, like, right when I pop the can. So it's really hard for me. That's what I'm saying. I feel like you guys can have healing. Like the time that Coke, Coke Classic became Coke, just regular Coke. It just healed itself back to regular Coke, okay? So Jen's like, well, I mean, you know, I need to write a goddamn book on how to apologize. Apologize for the same goddamn thing a hundred goddamn ways. You know, everything is fine as long as Jen, as long as you apologize. For what? For what? All I've been doing is apologize to everyone. Why is it all on me? And she starts her crying thing. She's like, ugh. What do I have to do Cray, cray. So then Heather gets to a boutique called Name Droppers. Name Droppers. <laughs> An upscale resale boutique. Hey, Ronnie, you want to go to Name Droppers today? Hey, they got some <laughs> swanky things. I do, as long as Tiff's there. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> Tiff is the owner. Muppet owner of Name Dropper. <laughs> She's like, I have the most perfect thing for you to choose today. It's an amazing thing in my shop. I think it's a cheese. <laughs> like, okay, Tiff, go to the back. Okay? Notice Your store is on TV. Go to the back. Notice that they didn't name any, drop any names. They didn't, <laughs> didn't do it at all. Didn't really live up to it. I was hoping that she'd be like, oh, yeah, well, Jasmine Guy was in here last week. Yeah. She Jasmine bought, she Guy. <laughs> That's such a tiff name to drop, too. Yeah. Jasmine Guy wore this. <laughs> so uh, Heather and Tiffany are dressed so the same, and then the editors circle their shoes to show us that they're the same and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, they have a... Glass of rosé, because it's Tiff. Tiff isn't going to let you into name droppers, but that's some rosé. Go away, Tiff. <laughs> Go to the back. <laughs> Tina Yothers gave me this bottle. I hope you enjoy it. Name dropping. Um, so then uh, she tells Heather, she's like, Heather, I have this for you. What? You know, Look at this. And Heather's like, oh, nice jacket. What kind of animal is this? She's like, knitted beaver. <laughs> With fox through it. <laughs> This is the only um, Bravo show that I think is still like. Have you noticed every other every other Bravo show? Whenever they wear something that's fur, they're always like it's faux fur. You know, this one it's like no, this is an actual animal that was killed and woven with another animal. Yeah, and Heather's like, my knee beaver hasn't been knitted in some time. <sighs> Doesn't sound very sexual. It sounds painful. <laughs> It sounds like something that Mary is going to do to Robert Jr.'s <laughs> first, like, girlfriend that he tries to live with. Yeah. So um, Heather's like, well, even though I'm no longer attending the Mormon church, one thing I won't give up is the pursuit of excellence. Sorry, that was my tagline I wanted to do. They wouldn't let me have it, so I decided to just use it in this scene. I want the nicest clothes. I want the best 
and old habits die hard. And so they're just trying on clothes and looking at things and drinking wine. And, and then they talk Heather about ba- FaceTiming. And he- Heather's like, well, guess who FaceTimed me? Guess. Madonna. No, she's Catholic. Uh, Lady Gaga. Uh, Lady Gaga. No, not her. Joseph Smith. No, Jen Shaw. I wish it was Joseph Smith. I'd still do him. I wonder how many times Joseph Smith has sex a week. <laughs> so Heather's like, yeah, it was great. Um, We're going to lunch tomorrow. And she said, you know, I feel like there's things that we need to talk about. And I said, I do too. And she said, I haven't been at, you know, at peace. And I said, me neither. And it was like real. And it was like, it felt emotional to me. And, you know, are you worried about me being friends with her again? Are you worried, Whitney? And she's like, well, yeah, I because I've you. been there. I literally picked you up off the floor. She's like, yeah, but still, like, I really think she meant it with. And then Whitney gives us some Whitney. Um, she drops some, like, Whitney spirituality, which I love. She's like, you know when your mom told you don't touch the curling iron because it's hot? And then what do you do? You grab the curling iron. <laughs> and it goes, <laughs> you know you know when your mom tells you don't run into traffic so what do you do you run in front of a mac truck we've all been there right so, hmm. <laughs> wow so heather's like um i just like i feel like we're really friends but like she just like i don't know if she gets lost in the wilderness or something well just don't go back to being the same make her work for it I really hope things can change and Jen can show up for you as a friend and not as a curling iron because it would be really hard to order guacamole to share with a curling iron at lunch. It's like when your mother says, don't touch the guacamole because there's sand in it and then you touch it and then you feel the sand and you're allergic to sand so your finger falls off. It's like that. Yeah. So then we go to Jenny's house and she's cooking with the kids and the son is pouring heavy cream, but nothing's coming out. And it's because it's bad and it's all cheese now inside of the carton. <laughs> so I really like that they added that in there for Jenny, who's like, I do everything. I'm the super mom. I'm always around these kids. I gave up everything for these kids. He's like, uh, Mom, this heavy cream is uh, actual cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been tending to the groceries. So, um, yeah, they're making dinner together. And Car- Car- Carlin, the daughter, is like, I have another joke. Who wants to hear it? What did the Atlantic Ocean say to the Pacific Ocean? Nothing. They just waved. And so Jenny goes, funny. And she goes, yeah, I can tell by the eye roll. <laughs> I love her pizzazz because she even does like a little 50s comedian thing at the end. She goes, they say nothing. They just waved. Mm. <laughs> oh, so Jenny talks about how when her oldest son was little, she opened her first medical clinic, and then it became two, and then it became three, and then it became four, and then it became five. And during that time, her first child became two children, and then that became her third child. Her third child. I was like, wow, she really has a way with storytelling. Yeah. And then it became one, and then it became two, <laughs> and then it became three. And then it became four. It's like, lady, you do one more and I'm going to fall asleep. Okay. This is literally how I go to sleep at night. Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. <laughs> um, so then Dewey walks in and um, Jenny is saying how that when she decided to become a full-time mom, she was like, you know, he was so happy because he wanted her to be doing this for so long. But then she started to feel more like a housekeeper. And she's like, the only thing I don't do is wipe his ass. So they make this ravioli dinner. 
and they're all sitting there. So now we have our second batch of crazy chairs. Did you notice these chairs, Ronnie? Mm-mm. They were like Salvador Dali chairs because they were like chairs, but the top they were intentionally like naughty and they look like they were melty. You know, like in a Salvador Dali painting where there's like the, the clocks that are melting off the side of like the thing, the ledge, etc. These were like, ooh, they're like chairs, but at the top they melt and it's like a it's like a clever, interesting take on the top of chairs and um, they really distracted me the entire scene. That's what I have to say about them. Really? Well, maybe you should get some parsley. Oh, not the Bruce Lee, the parsley. <laughs> Anybody get that? Not the Bruce Lee, the parsley. I did not hear that joke. <laughs> that kid is my favorite. So um, someone finds hair in, oh, Carlin, Carlin finds hair in her ravioli. And Jenny's like, it's protein. Eat it. <laughs> so then we and- talk about, then Dewey starts with this whole, wow, look at this. We've got an empty chair. Wouldn't it be great if we had another child there? It's another uh, season of a man trying to tell a woman she needs to have another baby. No, sir. <laughs> nope. Back up, nope. Dewey. Back it up. You better back it up, Dewey. You better back it up, bitch. I also, I do like Jenny's uh, casual authoritarian ways. Authoritarian ways. Because uh, they're talking about how dinner together is like their favorite time of the meal. And she's like, yeah, that's when we get to catch up. You know, tell me about your day, and you need to stay in your seat. <laughs> just sort of like, <laughs> it's like, sit down. Um, I just like the way she casually did that. So then Jenny tells us that basically in Vietnamese culture, um, you know, if you have a big family, you're considered wealthy, um, or vice versa. So um, yeah, so then he's, this is this is the subtext for why he is Dewey wants to have all these babies because I think he just wants to be seen as having a big wealthy family. Yeah, and she's like, next topic. Mm-hmm. So then we go over to Whitney's family. So she's talking to her kids, and little Bobby is like, when we were driving to school, mom was a little bit mad. She's like, yeah, I lost my mind. I started thinking about that curling iron, and I it hasn't let me go all day. And uh, the kids are saying, well, you're mad at us for being late, but it's your fault for not waking us up. And we've had this conversation on this show. You know, you need to teach your children to wake them damn selves up. So I appreciate Whitney trying to teach her kids to get the hell out of bed. Yeah. And she is uh, saying, she's like, I was explaining to the kids how important it is to see this through my business. And Iris and Bo is like my third child. And I'm sure the kids are like, thanks. Thanks for equating your candles to us. Like, we're just as good as candles, basically. Thanks. Didn't she change the name of her business to, like, Unbridled something or other? Something like a Wild Rose, I think. Yeah. Because they're just but, totally, you know, they can't be kept kept back. They're Wild Roses. Yeah. Unbridled Roses. So um, she's like, I can't do everything. I need stress unburdened form from my plate. So go upstairs and get ready for bed. Mom and Dad are going to have a little alone time. That means fucking. They're like, ew, Mom, gross! Stop. So, um, they, so Whitney and Justin are talking, and she's like, you know how like my goal was to grow by 10? Wait, let me start that again. You know how my goal was curly... Uh, no, not curling irons. My goal was to grow by 10,000 a month, and this year, this month, we grew by 15,000. He goes, that's great. That's huge. Good job. Tango sleep. Yeah. 
My goal is to create a billion dollar company. I don't see why we can't. And he's like, okay, but you know, we shouldn't, you know, overlook our kids and us as a family unit. And it's like, well, but I want to be more of a team at home. I don't want to start to resent you. I'm talking about fucking babe. He's like, oh, oh, okay. Why didn't you just say that? Why didn't you just say that? Yeah, and she basically feels like the sex life is changing, you know, not as much sex. And she goes, you know, she's saying how she was her like a goddess, like his goddess, and now that doesn't feel it anymore. Like they used to have sex every day, and now it's just two to three times a week, and that's really bad. That's bad for us. That's really bad. And the producer's like, well, because she says, it's not flirty now. It's a chore. I hate it. I don't want to have robotic sex. And the producer's like, well, what is robotic sex? So she gets on her chair and she's like, robotic sex is like this. Ah, 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 ah. And then regular sex is like this. Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) And this demonstration goes on a lot longer than you'd expect, by the way. Like I, I thought it would be like a, uh, and then that's it. But she like it's like it's like it's it's a solid like you know three hundred sixty seconds. Like I was it like really wow, did. we are still watching her do this, aren't we? Uh, Whitney deep throated a water bottle last week. She's really committed. Okay, I think her storyline's stupid, but God, she's really committing to it. So good for you, girl. <laughs> she really is. Um. So then we have Jen uh showing up at the. It's I think it's called the Ice Palace or something like that. It's basically. Uh, a giant ice maze. They, I don't know how they did it. They people. When I say it, someone carved a landscape out of ice, and you can go to it and walk through it. So Jen is there with two chains, and they're just walking around. And uh, they get to there's like this little tunnel that's like this little icy tunnel, and they're debating whether or not to go in it. So of course uh, Jen is like, "You go first. You go first. You go first. So he like tries to go in, and then he slips and falls over. And I was like. Uh, enjoy that, Stu Chains, because that's a nice sneak preview of your trial. <laughs> Throw Stu Chains down the ice on his back. <laughs> yeah, that was a perfect description of their friendship, you know, their whole relationship. <laughs> um, enjoy so, that. Enjoy those years in jail. Yeah. So she's like, you know, like with Heather and I, it was just like a lot of he said, she said bullshit. Like, Honestly, I mean, there's just so much noise there. Um, you know, like, I've been icing her out. She's been feeling iced out, so come to the ice castle, because there's, like, a lot of ice going on. So then Heather arrives, but she has to go through this maze to find her. And um, she ends up, Jen ends up waiting in a sled to come, like, slam into Heather bottom it all felt like an amazing race challenge didn't it <laughs> it's like they were they had to like find a sign and then once you find the sign you have to like slide through a hole or something like that i was like what is this very bizarre i'm like very fascinated by this location but i'm also very confused why this is where they have to have their reconciliation and then it turns out that in a corner there's like a little fire pit that they're gonna sit at and i was like of course they like their reconciliation threatens to destroy everything around them right like of course that would happen who puts a fire yeah. pit in a nice maze? Yeah, this ice hasn't melted in 50 years. Jen Shaw comes in and just takes it down in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Heather is so easy because Jen comes sledding down and goes, oh my God, you look great. And Heather's like, oh, she's casting her spell over me. <laughs> she didn't do anything. She brought you to some weird public park and sledded right into you. What are you talking about? Yeah. 
So, um, you know, basically Heather's trying to, she's going to st- try to stay strong. She doesn't want to fold too easily. And so Jen is, Jen is like, listen, I miss you. I just want to check in with you. And Heather goes, I mean, I don't know how I'm doing. I just, I want to be your friend and I want to be happy and just be at peace. But I don't feel like we've had that consistently. And Jen says, well, that's how I feel every time we're together. It feels like there's something wrong between us or it's because we haven't talked one-on-one. I'm like, there is something wrong between us. You called her a manatee. You called her a manatee. Yeah. And Heather's like, um, the bigger part is like the things that you're saying about me. I'm like what? And she's like, um, you know, there's a lot of things, Jen. She goes, like what? I'm going to need you to tell me so I can address them. And she's like, well, like comparing me to sea animals or honey boo boo or manipulator, liar, racist. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jen's would... just like, <laughs> what? Fun shade. <laughs> what I do? Yeah, she's like, why would you say that I'm your best friend if I'm racist? Like, why would you say I'm your girl and be like, I love her and then just say like, pull that card during a charged time and it hurts my heart. And Jen goes, well, you hurt my feelings too. The last time we're all together, that was hurtful, which is a nice deflection without actually Always. answering what Heather has That's to say. That's all she ever does. All she ever does. So then um, Heather's like, so you're doing it to get back at me? Like something you don't believe is true for my kids to see and for my friends to see that? She's like, well, I took it down after like five minutes, Heather. Okay. Mm-hmm. She goes, but it was out there, and that hurt me. <laughs> She's like, well, you have to come talk to me. I'm like, what is she doing now? So Heather goes, well, I don't want to have to come and talk to you every time you say something mean, and it hurts me. But then that makes me say to Heather, if she's saying enough things that are hurtful to you where it's exhausting to address them at this point, then maybe you should reconsider this friendship. Yeah, just don't be friends with her. And then uh, Jen's like, but you can't believe everything. Like, you don't just don't believe people when they tell you this stuff. And she's like, um, so these aren't your words. She's got screenshots on her phone of all this shit. Mm-hmm. So she's like, this isn't you. She's like, no, that's not me. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I believe that it was you. It's like, Jen, it's not, it's not like someone photoshopped your name and the little verified check and all this stuff. So Jen and now is just going to deny, 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 right? Yeah. Well, no, um, Jeanette, no, according to, I'm sure that Jen actually would believe that that could be done because that's probably, I mean, she is a fraudster. So like that is her life is literally defrauding people. So it's not crazy to her that someone would make a fraudulent true. account of her texts. Right. So then um, Jennifer, she starts her whole, <laughs> That's the problem. You believe the worst. Like you're looking for something. Like you want to know what I am her. You want to know what I am her. <laughs> oh my God, just yeah. leave. Get up and fucking walk away from that. She's horrible. Yeah, she starts doing the whole thing like, you're hurt because your kids see it? Well, guess what? Guess what? You want to talk about that? Oh, your kids see it. Meredith's kids see it. I have kids. I have kids. Does anyone know how those kids feel? How do you feel about those kids seeing what I say about your kids? They hurt too. Um, so- no one is calling you a manatee on social media, okay? <laughs> or a racist. <laughs> yes. So Heather's like, I can't believe how she tried to turn the tables on me. It's like, Heather... This is Jen Shaw. So she goes, she should be forgiving. She should be begging for forgiveness. And I think she's just used to saying whatever she wants to say. And everyone agrees. And like, these are horrible things that she has said that I have concrete proof of. So Jen now is. (laughs) I'm tired. 
Shut up. Oh, my God. Do you know I have a blue verified dot? Because my hurt has been verified, okay? My hurt is so strong, it's been verified by Twitter. (laughs) So she goes on this whole thing that she's held to a different standard, and she's only treated like that way because she's brown. And that's how she felt while she was growing up. And now it's even within my own group. I mean, maybe I just don't belong. You're treat. You're an asshole, lady. You're an asshole. Okay, you're an asshole. Do I Is believe it? she was treated differently because she was gr- brown growing up? Yes. Do I believe she was deprived of opportunities? Yes. yes. Do I believe that she dealt with all sorts of racist bullshit? Yes. But also, is has she been an asshole to all her friends? Yes, as well. It could be all mm-hmm. of the above. All of the above. So, um, so now, of course, Heather fall. Heather can't deal. You know, Heather can only hold strong for so long. She goes, "That breaks my heart. I don't want you to feel that way." And also, the sooner we resolve this, the sooner we can get to our churros. So, I'm gonna soften up now. And I'm wondering how much production even likes Heather this season. She must have done something to piss them off because in her diary room session, she's wearing a turtleneck, like a glitter turtleneck thing. And then, like, part of it is folded down, so you just see the black. And nobody <laughs> tells notice. her. Like, nobody tells notice. her. What did you do to production, okay? Maybe Heather's <laughs> just as much of a mess as Jen, and we haven't seen it yet. Uh, well, either way, uh, Jen's like, I am coming from a place of love. Why is that so hard for everyone to believe? It's so easy for people to believe the bad stuff, but it's so hard for people to believe there's good stuff. Well, it's easy to believe the bad stuff because there's concrete screenshots of it. That's why it's You're so easy to believe. You're calling them manatees on social media. You're okay. retweeting obnoxious <laughs> tweets about Meredith's child. Of course she's going to hate you. God, she's such a monster, but she knows how to win back a drug addict, and she has brought churros to this meeting, okay? So that's <laughs> just going to seal the deal. She needs someone on her side, and she's brought Heather churros. You win, yeah. okay? <laughs> Even I was like, maybe she didn't rob all those old people. <laughs> I know. But then the way she threw them in the fire. Mm. So then, uh, basically, Heather's like, I want to get through all this petty bullshit and everything. And Heather says that she thinks that Jen is treated differently because of her temper, not the color of her skin. And if anything, she's treated better because they all walk on eggshells. Which is also funny because Heather last season was the one who was really pushing the um, narrative that Lisa was afraid of Jen. And now she's saying, well, we all walk on eggshells around her. So they're all scared of her. So um, Jen just feels like she's just held to a different standard. And and Heather's like, I don't do it to you. And I will not do it to you. I will not. But I just, I just need to feel like you trust me. I just need to feel like you trust me. And Heather's like, okay, okay. Everything's going to be fine. And then Jen typically is like, okay. You know, <laughs> all her fake tears yeah. gone. So Heather like, gives her this. Uh, yeah, she's like, are you breaking up with me? What's going on? Um, and she's like, I mean, look, I'm not going to suspend my disbelief when people send me screenshots with your name on it. But I'm. it's fine with me as long as you can stop doing it. And she's like, okay, well, I don't think you're racist. And I'm sorry for reposting. And I know I need to make changes, okay? Um, you know, I just, like, I know I wasn't there for you. But, like, I wasn't even there for my own family. So... Yeah, which is a great defense. Like, don't worry. I was actually terrible to the people I love the most. And also, Heather does this whole thing where she says, like, listen, I love you and I want to be a friend to you. And not just a first or second gear friend. I want to be cruise control, okay? Like, you don't even have to think about it. You can count on me for anything, okay? You just have blind reliance on me. And if we happen to crash and both die because of it... That's a shame, but you should have paid a little bit of attention. That's just what our friendship's going to be. 
Yeah, pretty much. And so then Jen tells us that she can, she's willing to move forward with Heather. <laughs> because she's is. the only friend that can sing rap songs with me. <laughs> and that's a lot in Utah. So then, uh, yeah, so then I think Jen, does Jen just throw those churros in the fire? They're just, <laughs> she's yeah, like, she's like, we have churros, in which, you know, now we're broken up forever. Yeah, she's she, poor, it's not even a camp. That's not a fire that you cook things over, right? That's no, just it's like, like a you're little, throwing them over those little uh, catering things. What do you call those? Yeah. The sternos. Like, you're throwing them yeah. over sterno. And then they eat them anyway. Well, the yeah. best part is that the, the churros are in the fire, and Heather's like, I don't, I've got to save that churro. And she just reaches into the fire and grabs the churros out. <laughs> she won't it, do that. Yeah, just, and she's like smoke coming out of her nose. She's like, I will not. <laughs> I will not leave that churro behind. Some and people walk us... over hot coals. Heather reaches into hot fire for churros. Yeah, that's her version of sword swallowing. Um, well, everybody, thank you so much for being here. We will talk to you in a few hours over at Take a Seat on Spotify Green Room, 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay. Oh, and by the way, this was an on-demand recap. So if you guys want a video of this recap, sorry, it's probably too late because you just <laughs> listened to it. But you could have yep. watched it. Okay, good. Watched it as well. Well, thanks everyone for being here. Um, and uh, on our next episode, we're talking Real Housewives of Potomac, which is always fun. So we'll see you there. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Watch what crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni. She don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila. She's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas. She don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie. She has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying. Okay. She's always supplying. It's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg. You can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nikki Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabuli, it's Annie and Julie. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. We will, we will. Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We're letting the catlet out of the bag. It's Lily Catlet. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get Racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking violet Kuchar. We love you guys.